Good evening and welcome back to Shawnee Baptist Church's video stream and thank you for joining us uh, tonight for our service. And once again, I look forward to jumping into God's Word uh, with you this evening. And whether you're joining by tablet, cell phone, TV, computer screen, isn't it a delight to be able to listen and hear and study the Word of God together? We're continuing our series on spiritual maturity, and uh, we'll review just a little bit uh, and then jump into uh, these next verses uh, that the Lord uh, has for us from the book of James. And so if you have your Bibles uh, this evening, take them out, turn them to James chapter number one, James chapter number one. And uh, let me just give a little bit review and, and find our way of sliding in. A great danger to spiritual maturity, which is what our goal is as we study the book of James, is to be spiritually mature. A great danger of spiritual maturity is believing that we are better Christians than we really are, uh, when we deceive our own selves. There in verse number 22, uh, and then again in verse number 26, if any man among you seem to be religious, and we want our spiritual maturity to be real. Uh, we have no desire to be hypocrites. Uh, we have no desire to practice uh, a fake faith. Uh, we want our, our spiritual maturity to rest in the Lord and to be true and righteous. And therefore, we can't deceive ourselves. Uh, and much of deceiving ourselves is what we are doing with the Word of God. We are in a dangerous place in our lives when we cannot rightly evaluate where we are in our spiritual maturity. And then we mentioned proper handling of God's Word gives us the ability to look at ourselves honestly, to recognize our faults, and then the Word of God helps us address the problems in our life. The correct use of God's Word leads you and leads me to spiritual maturity. So how we listen and what we do, how we respond to God's word is vital and important in our Christian life. Now, uh, we looked at this last week. If we're going to receive the word of God uh, and become spiritually mature, we need to follow the advice given here in James. And the first thing that James addresses is our hearing of the word of God. And there's a couple of things that James uh, teaches us there. In verse number 19, uh, we ought to be swift to hear. Uh, we ought to be ready to hear the word of God. When you came uh, this evening to sit down and to watch and to listen to God's word being taught, did you come ready to hear this evening? Uh, how's the distractions in the room around you? Is your heart, is your mind prepared uh, for our Bible study this evening, we have to be swift to hear. Then he said we have to be slow to speak. Uh, you've heard it before. God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. There in Ecclesiastes chapter number five, be not rash with thy mouth and let thine heart be not hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. We have to be uh, swift to hear. We have to be slow to speak and then slow to wrath. Uh, wrath, we could say becoming angry or upset. When you hear the word of God and it steps on your toes, I know sometimes it does mine. How do you respond? Uh, do you respond by getting upset at God's message or God's messenger? 
by becoming angry at the Holy Spirit and the truth that uh, he's shown you. The Bible teaches here that wrath doesn't bring us to spiritual maturity. Anger doesn't guide us along the path of becoming what God wants us to be. The problem there for the wrath of man, verse number 20, worketh not the righteousness of God. Wrath does not grow God's righteousness in our life. We said number four, there are some things we need to lay aside as we come to God's word. Verse number 21, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. It's hard uh, to receive something new from God's word when we have not dealt with sin in our life. Uh, if God has already spoken to us about a particular matter and we refuse to obey, it's very difficult to learn new truth. And so as we come to the word of God, there's some things that we have to put away. There's some things that we have to set aside so we can properly hear and listen to what God is trying to teach us. And then number five, we said we need to have the right attitude when we come. And here we see exercise the spirit of meekness, uh, much of the same word uh, in the Bible for humility and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. And may we come to God's word with a humble attitude. Uh, God, I'm ready for what you have for me. God, I want what you have for me. God, I'm ready to listen to what you have for me. And God, I'm ready to apply whatever you have for me. Because right now, God, I need your word. Now, with that being the context, let's have a word of prayer. And before we jump into the message this evening, let's right now in prayer, prepare our hearts and our minds to hear what God has for us. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for the privilege to come uh, to your word. And Father, I do pray that right now we would be swift to hear, that we would be ready to receive that the distractions uh, of our homes or wherever we're watching would be put away from us and that, uh, Father, we'd be slow to speak, that we wouldn't uh, get upset at your message, that there would be no wrath uh, found in our lives right now. And then, and God, I, I do pray that if there's anything that we need to put away from us right now, uh, God, if there's anything that we need to confess and forsake right now, I pray that we do that. Uh, God, we, we want to make sure that our hearts are ready to receive uh, your word this evening. We, we, want to, we want to be ready to listen to your truth. And so God, I pray that you'd put away uh, anything from us uh, that would cause us to stumble and cause us not to be able to catch your word this evening. And then Father, I do pray uh, that you'd speak to our hearts. May we be humble. We recognize this evening that we need you. That's why we pray, because we recognize that you are a holy God, a loving God, a merciful God, a gracious God. You're an amazing, awesome God, and we need you. And we need your word, and we need you to guide us. And so, Father, we come humbly before you this evening, recognizing that it's not by our power, it's not by our might, uh, but it's in yours uh, that we ask these things. And so, Father, would you speak to our hearts, and we'll thank you and praise you for what you do. In your son Jesus' precious name we ask it. Amen. Uh, James goes on to address the hearing, uh, that hearing is not enough. We need to have a prepared heart. We need to have a ready mind to receive God's word, but spiritual maturity does not come solely based on our hearing alone. Action 
or what we could say doing is a vital part of spiritual maturity. We come to James 1, verse number 22. Would you look there with me? Verses 22 through 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And I like to talk about that subject more than just hearing. It is more than just hearing. It is one thing to have head knowledge. It is a completely different thing to put into action the head knowledge. Now, let me illustrate. It started happening to me a couple years ago. I was out playing basketball with a group of guys. And now let me say, I feel like I have a pretty decent head knowledge of the game of basketball. And uh, I'm sure grateful for the coaches and people, assistant coaches who have invested uh, and taught and trained and spent hours with me in one particular sport. I do believe I have a fairly decent head knowledge of basketball, but during that game, in that moment, my body was too slow to do what my head knew it needed it to do. Have you ever been there? I mean, I saw the play. I knew where I was supposed to be in the play. My body even started to head that way, but my actions uh, didn't match my head knowledge. And, And that's humorous to me. It's happened so many times since then. The wonderful truth is this, that our ability to practice the word of God, isn't this a blessing, has nothing to do with our athletic ability. All of us can put into practice the spiritual matters found in the word of God. You and I can be active doers of God's word. Now notice with me verse number 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers. What's that next word? Only. We can't, we can't be hearers only, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Notice here the key to self-deception. It is hearing without doing. It is knowledge without action. It's information without initiative. Too many Christians believe that the hearing of God's word makes them grow And the hearing of God's word helps them receive the blessings of God's word. Hearing and doing bring God's blessings. Therefore, we can't deceive ourselves into being hearers only. Too many Christians mark their Bible instead of their Bible marking them. Let me say that again. Too many Christians mark their Bible, but their Bible never marks them. You and I, we must be doers. James gives us a great illustration to help us in this thought. Verse 23, 
For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer only, or, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now, there are several mistakes of the hearer only that James mentions here in these two verses. Three mistakes. Mistake number one, they look in the mirror just to see and not to change. They look in the mirror just to see themselves and not to change themselves. Verse number 24, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. Many sincere Christians read their Bibles every day but they do so out of religious exercise. They read to check off a box. They read to punch in uh, the Christian time card. They read for exercise, but they don't read for exhortation or examination. The main purpose of owning a mirror is not just to look at yourself. Why do we have mirrors? We have mirrors to look at ourselves and then do something about what we see. Do we come to scripture to examine ourselves or do we do it just so we can say we've read it? Did you come to the video service this evening to check off the Wednesday night box of spiritual religion or did you come this evening to hear from God and to do something about what God speaks to your heart about. Those are two different things. Let me give you a light bulb thought to meditate on. Our conscience would bother us if we didn't read our Bible. I know my conscience would bother me if I didn't read my Bible. When it should bother us when we don't get anything out of our Bible reading. Our conscience would bother us if we didn't read our Bible, but it should bother us when we do read it and we don't get anything from it. Our conscience would bother us if we didn't watch the service tonight. But would it bother us if we didn't get anything from the message tonight, from God's word together tonight? You see, mistake number one is this. They look in the mirror just to see, but not to change. Just to check the box, but not to fix anything. Mistake number two, they look in the mirror and then they forget what they see. Verse number 24, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. God's word does speak to our heart. Much like it spoke to Isaiah when Isaiah cried, Woe is me, for I am undone, Isaiah 6, 5. And Luke 5, 8, Peter, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Uh, like in Job, Job, the most righteous man on earth in his day, yet confessed, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. God and his word does speak to our heart. But shortly after we live our Bible, and shortly after we get up from the altar, have we forgotten? Have we forgotten? We've been guilty of being forgetful hearers. It is so easy for this to happen. 
And I could be guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. Sometimes we take a decision to the altar, but that same decision uh, doesn't make it back to the car with us. Um, we get something from the word of God in our morning devotions, but by the time the kids wake up and our day has kicked off, we've forgotten what we've read. Oh, we've picked something up, but somewhere in that drive to work, we missed the application. We forgot what we heard that morning. Now, I was reminded of this uh, truth uh, earlier this week. Uh, this week marked the 27th anniversary of Chris Weber, University of Michigan, playing the North Carolina Tar Heels in the national championship game. Chris Weber calling a timeout that Michigan didn't have. Michigan lost the game, lost the national championship because of it, a timeout that he didn't have. He was a forgetful here. It's not that he didn't hear and didn't know. He had the knowledge he needed, but when it came time and the whistle blew, he forgot. He forgot, and that forgetting cost the title. But such is the case and such is the truth in our lives. We hear a lot of things from the word of God. Uh, God's word instructs us. God's word teaches us. The Holy Spirit guides us and helps us. But how many times have we forgotten what God spoke to our heart about? How many times have we made it to work and then been put in a certain circumstance and then all of a sudden, uh, our truth from the morning that would have helped us in that situation was forgotten. How many times do we lash out uh, to someone in anger and forget the Bible tells us to be angry but sin not? How many times do we not apply what we know because we just forgot? You see, mistake number one uh, people look in the mirror just to see and not to change. Mistake number two, they look in the mirror and forget what they see. And then there's mistake number three. They look in the mirror and then fail to obey what God and his word has told them to do. It's not that they forgot what God's word said. They just didn't do what God's word said. The hearer only fails to put into action what they got from the word of God. Church services are not substitutes for service. Just because we go to the Word of God and just because we attend church does not excuse us from putting the Word of God into action in our lives. We will continue to deceive ourselves in believing we are spiritually mature if we continue failing to put into practice what we hear and what we read in the word of God. You and I will continue to miss out on the blessings that God has for us if we stop at just being hearers only. But look what James goes on to say. Verse number 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man 
shall be blessed in his deed. Here we have a roadmap to spiritual maturity. Uh, Here is the actions that you and I need to do. We've spoke about being hearers. Now we need to put into action. A few thoughts here in our roadmap to spiritual maturity. Number one, it starts with looking. That word looking there that we find in our King James Bible, there in the Greek means to bend down beside, to peer within. It's not just a glance, uh, but it's an actual coming to, it's an actual stooping over to look at the word of God. Notice what he says, the perfect law of liberty. I love that word liberty, freedom. And God's word is the perfect law of liberty, freedom from sin. We have the most precious book that comes from God for you and for me. Now, though James is stressing the doing of God's word here in this verse, he doesn't make light of studying God's word. Because then James goes on to say, number two, we must continue to look. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and, what's that next word, continueth therein. The Greek word there is parmeno. It means to stay near. Now don't miss this. To stay near, to remain, to abide, or to continue. You see, it's not just good enough that we glance, that we look, and even that we bend over But James is telling us that if you and I are going to be mature Christians, we must continue to find ourselves in and amongst the word of God. We have got to study God's word. We've got to meditate on God's word. Number three, James not only says that we need to uh, start with looking and we need to continue to look, but we must remember what we're looking at. We must remember what God and his word is teaching us. Look there with me, verse number 25, whoso looketh in the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer. We've got to remember. We've got to think about it. We've got to write it down. We've got to jot it down. We've got to put it on a note card. We've got to find a way that when we walk out of our devotions and we walk out of the service this evening, if we walk out of the message and truth of God's word, that we remember what God was trying to teach us, that we remember what God was trying to tell us. I want to encourage you this evening that every time you go to the word of God, just find one thing. You can't always remember three things or four things or five things, but this evening you can walk away from this message remembering one thing, and in that one thing, don't be a forgetful hearer. Number four, we must put into practice what we remember, but a doer of the work. A healthy person looks in the mirror to do something, not just to admire their image. So many times I have walked through Walmart and on the inside chuckled and laughed and thought to myself, if that person would have just looked in the mirror this morning, they would have never come to the store looking like that. Now, maybe I'm wrong, Uh, but healthy people look in a mirror 
and then do something about what they see. Even so, a healthy Christian looks into God's word to do something about it. Not just to store up facts, not just to get knowledge, but to be a doer of the word, to use what God's word is teaching them. Now, we said it starts with looking. It continues, or we continue to look. We can't forget, and we've got to be a doer of the work. And then look with me as we close. Notice the promise. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth there, and he being not a forgetful hearer, you gotta hear, but a doer of the work. You gotta put into practice what you hear. Notice the blessing. This man shall be blessed in his deed. And isn't that what you and I want this evening? We want God's blessing. We want to see our families blessed, our marriages blessed, our children's our, our children blessed. We want ourselves to be blessed. How do we get the blessing of God? How do we become spiritually mature? How do we not deceive ourselves? We listen and hear the word of God. We continue in it. We don't forget what we hear. And then we put into practice what God's word and his Holy Spirit is trying to teach us. May you and I be doers of the work. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for the privilege we have to come to your word this morning and with the right spirit, with the right attitude, uh, listening. Father, I pray now that your Holy Spirit would help us put into action the things that we've heard. Help us to uh, apply in our lives this truth this evening. And, and Father, I pray not just this truth this evening, but tomorrow morning when we wake up to do devotions. Father, may we come ready and willing to hear from you, our hearts prepared, our mind ready. And then God, as you speak to us, may we pull out that truth. May your Holy Spirit guide us to that truth. And then Father, even tomorrow morning in our own personal Bible study, may we be doers of the work. May we put into action what your Holy Spirit teaches us. And Father, thank you for the blessings that come along with it. In your son Jesus' precious name we ask it. Amen. I want to thank you again for joining us for our Bible study uh, this evening. And I pray that the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart and mind about this matter. Now, a couple questions. And I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, this part of our Wednesday night Bible study. A uh, couple questions for you and for those who you've gathered around uh, to watch with you this evening. Four of them. And uh, this one's a little bit personal, but I think it's helpful. Uh, what are some examples of you being a forgetful hearer? What are some examples of you being a forgetful hearer? And then take a moment and uh, share about those, talk about those. The second question is this. How much time do you look at the Word of God? 
do you continue in it as, as James instructs us here in this passage? And along with that, is there a way for you to add a little bit of time to that? Is there a way for you to look a little bit deeper and continue just a little bit longer in the Word of God? Uh, number three, as we come and we look and we study God's Word, how can you remember what you've read? How can you remember what um, God has taught you? How do we take um, what we went to the altar with and live it and remember it the next couple days and weeks and months and years? Are there some practical things uh, that you can do to remember what God has spoken to your heart about? And then lastly, number four, I want you to identify one thing that you can do after tonight's message. One thing that you and I can practice, not being forgetful hearers, not being hearers only, but what is one thing that you can do about the message tonight? And I sure hope that you and your family will have a wonderful time uh, looking at those, studying those, talking about it, discussing it. And uh, I pray that it would be a blessing to you. Once again, my wife and I love you. Thank you for the privilege uh, that you've given me to be the pastor here at Shawnee Baptist Church. I am grateful for God uh, and his work in our lives together as a church. And don't forget, though we cannot assemble in person, we still as a church are better together. Isn't that a wonderful thought? It's a wonderful thing to leave with tonight. Thank you for being the church. And uh, sure do love you, appreciate you, and I pray God gives you a wonderful evening. God bless.